Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. We believe you're going to have an awesome 2024, healthy, productive, and favor-filled. God bless you today and enjoy the message. God bless you. It's great to be with you today and I hope you'll stay connected with us during the week through our daily podcast, our YouTube channel, social media, and you can come visit us in person. We'd love to have you be a part of one of our services. I like to start with something funny. And I heard about this husband and wife. They'd been arguing and fussing for years. The wife finally got so fed up, she packed up her husband's belongings and sent him out the front door. As he was leaving, she said, I hope you have a miserable, depressing, frustrating life. He turned around, his face brightened up. He said, you mean you want me to stay? (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about a fresh anointing. Sometimes in life, we can feel stuck. We're facing challenges that seem too big. We don't have the funds for our dreams. Medical reports not improving. Maybe we're working hard, but no doors are opening. It's easy to get discouraged and think that it's not meant to be. A mother told me last week how she's raising a difficult child and he's causing so much heartache. She said, Joel, I'm worn out. I don't think I can keep doing this. God knew there would be these times where we feel tired overwhelmed, where what we're up against is too much for us. He knew that what brought us to where we are is not enough to get us to where we're going. So with every new challenge, with every new level, God has a fresh anointing. He didn't just call you that one time, give you that one blessing, that one good break. All along the way, there will be fresh anointings. He has fresh strength well, you'll feel a supernatural power to do what you couldn't do before. He has fresh vision when you'll see things more clearly and have a new perspective. He has fresh favor where you'll overcome obstacles that seem too big. He didn't bring you this far to leave you stuck, overwhelmed, not able. You're about to see a fresh wind of his spirit, fresh opportunities, fresh passion, fresh momentum, things that you couldn't make happen. Looked like that business was stuck, but suddenly it takes off. Clients come looking for you, the right people knocking at your door. That wasn't a lucky break. That was a fresh anointing. That was the creator of the universe breathing on your life. Or the medical report said you'd have to live with the sickness, just accept it. But suddenly your health begins to turn around. You feel strength and vitality. The experts can't explain it. What was that? A fresh anointing. Or maybe you thought that addiction 
would hinder you your whole life. It's been in your family for years, but suddenly you have the power to overcome, the discipline to stand strong. You rise up and defeat the dysfunction. That generational curse is broken. That's a fresh anointing, divine empowerment, a supernatural ability to do what you couldn't do on your own. We all face these times where we should be stuck. We should feel overwhelmed. Every thought is telling us it's permanent. It's never going to change. No, get ready. That's when God steps in with a fresh anointing. This is what happened with David. He was out in the field, 17 years of age, when the prophet Samuel showed up at his house to choose the next king of Israel. Well, David had seven brothers. Samuel looked at them and said to David's father, Jesse, it's none of them. Do you have another son? Jesse said, yes, David's out in the fields, but I'm sure it's not him. He thought David was too young, too small, not talented enough. But God doesn't judge the way people judge. Samuel looked at David and said, that's the one. He anointed David as the next king. With that anointing, David was able to not get bitter about his father and brothers not believing in him. With that anointing, David went back to the shepherd's fields and took care of sheep, even though he knew he was a king. With that anointing, David went out and defeated Goliath, became a national hero. He was an armor bearer for King Saul, served him faithfully, but Saul was jealous and tried to kill him. But with that anointing, David was able to deal with the jealousy, not try to pay Saul back. Well, years later, Saul was killed in a battle. Now David was about to take the throne. He was 30 years old. Second Samuel says, the men of Judah came and anointed David as their king. Well, David was already anointed. Why did they do it again? God had a fresh anointing. He knew David was going to face new battles, new challenges, where he was going to need greater wisdom, greater strength. So God breathed on David's life in a new way. With this second anointing, David took the throne, defeated enemies, conquered new territories, but it wasn't the fullness of what God promised. He wasn't king over the whole nation, but only over one of the 12 tribes of Israel. The other 11 had their own leaders. But what God started in your life, he's going to finish. The anointing you have right now, the favor, the strength, the ability, is not where you're going to end up. God has some fresh anointings coming. Like David, you may think, Joel, I'm not seeing what God promised. It's been years. I'm leading, but not the whole nation, so to speak. But God works in phases. He takes you from glory to glory. The anointing on your life will increase as you step into new levels. And the reason we can think we're stuck is because we're basing our future off of what we have right now. What you can't see is a fresh anointing is coming. God's going to breathe on your life in a new way. And the season you're in right now, you're anointed for it. You're not lacking. When the time comes and you need more, the anointing will increase. The favor will increase. The right people will show up. God did not misjudge your life. He knows exactly what you need, who you need, and when you need it. You may have seen some of what he promised, a portion of what he put in your spirit, but don't worry, the fullness is coming. 
There are fresh anointings already lined up for you. Doors that will open. Potential you'll discover. Things that will fall into place. Now, at 37 years old, this was seven years after his second anointing, and 20 years after his first anointing, the scripture says the elders of Israel came to David and anointed him king over all of Israel. This was his third anointing. The first two were good. They were necessary to bring him to this point. But God knew with this new assignment, with greater responsibility, and greater challenges, David would need a fresh anointing. This third anointing was his most powerful anointing. This is what brought him into the fullness of his purpose. He was no longer king over just one tribe, but now he was king over all 12 tribes, over the whole nation. What I want you to see is that every season in your life, when you're going to step up to a new level, when you need more wisdom, more strength, more protection, God will be right there with a fresh anointing with fresh ideas, fresh momentum, fresh talent. And I believe many of you are about to come into that third anointing. You've seen God be good to you in the past, but you haven't seen anything yet. This third anointing is going to thrust you into the fullness of what God has in store. But a fresh anointing is a sign that greater is coming. Greater opportunity, greater influence, greater resources, and there will be greater opposition. You won't see greater favor without greater adversity, without people coming against you, circumstances trying to discourage you. But don't let the difficulties, who's not for you, what's not working out, convince you to shrink back and think you don't have what it takes. No, you're anointed for the adversity. You're anointed to bring giants down. You're anointed to deal with the Saul's, the jealous people. You're anointed to take new ground break barriers that have held your family back. If you're going to step into this anointing, you have to see yourself as strong, confident, powerful, well-able for what you're up against. You are not lacking. You are not at a disadvantage. You have everything you need for this season that you're in. When you need more, there'll be a fresh anointing. God has already planned out your life. He's already lined up your second anointing, your third anointing, your 12th, your 20th. You're going to step into favor, strength, good breaks, things that you couldn't make happen. It says the elders of Israel came to David to anoint him king of the nation. David didn't go to them. He wasn't praying, God, please anoint me. God, this challenge is too big. You promised me at 17. Now I'm 37. Why isn't it happening? No, David just kept walking in the anointing that he was in, being his best where he was, honoring God, praying bold prayers, taking steps of faith. At the right time when he needed it, there was a fresh anointing. This is not something you have to make happen, strive, struggle, force it. This is the hand of God breathing on your life, empowering you to fulfill your purpose. And what God has ordained for you cannot be stopped by people, by bad breaks, disappointments, delays. The anointing on your life will supersede any force that tries to hold you back. David's father could have discouraged David where he lived inferior, unqualified. David shook it off. David's brothers made fun of him, tried to make him feel small. David could have been bitter, 
tried to prove to them who he was, but David ignored it and moved on. King Saul was jealous, angry. He did his best to kill David, had his army chasing him down, but the anointing on David's life protected him. In the same way, the anointing on your life is going to get you to where you're supposed to be. Quit being discouraged over people that are trying to make you look bad, discredit you. They can't stop your destiny. The anointing on you will cause you to go up when they're trying to push you down. God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And here's the key. David didn't see any of these anointings coming. Samuel showed up unexpectedly at his house for that first anointing. He didn't call. He didn't send word. He just arrived suddenly knocking on the door. The second anointing, the scripture says, the men of Judah traveled to Hebron and anointed David king of Judah. Same thing. David didn't invite them. He didn't know they were coming. They just showed up and anointed him king. Third anointing, the elders of Israel came to David unannounced. We're making you king over the whole nation. God has some of these fresh anointings that are going to surprise you. You didn't see it coming. You thought you'd reached your limits. Then Samuel comes knocking at your door. Then the men of Hebron show up. Then the elders of Israel. There's an anointing for every new season of your life. After this third anointing, David went in and captured Jerusalem. The Jebusites had lived there for years. They'd built huge walls and fortified the city. They said, David doesn't have a chance. He'll never break through our fortress. But David had supernatural wisdom. He told his men, we're not going to go over the walls. We're not going to go high. We're going to go low. Jerusalem had underground waterways, these tunnels that provided water and drainage to the city. While the Jebusites were watching the walls, making sure no one got over, David and his men were coming through the tunnels underneath the city. They went in and took Jerusalem. The Jebusites said that David would never conquer it. David not only defeated them, but now it's called the city of David. There are things the enemy may have whispered that you'll never defeat. Never defeat that sickness. Never break the addiction. Never meet the right person. Don't believe those lies. There's an anointing for every promise God's put in your heart. The enemy may be talking loud, like those Jebusites, making a lot of noise. Don't pay it any attention. One day like David, that city is going to have your name on it. God has the final say. Yes, the opposition may be bigger. That city is walled off, but God has unusual ways. He may not do it how you were thinking. They thought David would have to go over, but God took them under. He has ways that we've never thought of. There's an anointing coming on your life to capture what belongs to you. Jerusalem belonged to David, but there were enemies living in his city. Healing belongs to you. Freedom belongs to you. Abundance, good relationships, that baby you've been praying about, that belongs to you. This is your year to capture it. The good news is it's not going to happen just by your might, by your power, your ability. The anointing on your life is going to cause things to fall into place. Giants come down. Your business takes off. You can see that baby. You break the addiction. You beat that cancer. 
Get ready to capture some things. When we needed a larger auditorium, I was at lunch with a friend of mine and he told me how the Rockets basketball team was moving out of this building and it was going to become available. When I heard that, something came alive on the inside. In my spirit, I could feel faith rising up, but in my mind, there were all these thoughts of doubt. Joel, there's no way. The city's not gonna let a church have it. Even if they did, we couldn't afford it. I thought of a hundred reasons why it couldn't happen, but with every new dream God puts in your heart, with every new assignment comes a fresh anointing, fresh faith, fresh boldness, fresh favor. All the odds were against us. It was like David versus Goliath, but your slingshot with the anointing of God is more powerful than a huge giant with a full set of armor. And the company that was against us, they owned all the high rises around this building, maybe a dozen. They also controlled all the parking and the air conditioning to this facility. It came from their power plant. They didn't think we had a chance. They had it all fortified, all locked up. But like with David, we didn't go over the walls. We went underground, so to speak. We said, in effect, we don't need you. We'll build our own parking garage. We'll put in our own power plant. By the time they found out that we weren't dependent on them, they were so far behind, the city council voted for us to have this building. That company ended up leasing us 9,000 covered parking spaces. Now it's no longer the compact center. It has a new name. It's Lakewood. It's no longer, it's not the Jebusite city. It's the city of David. What am I saying? With this fresh anointing, God's going to cause you to capture some things that belong to you. It may have another name on it now. That's temporary. It's going to have your name on it. Well, Joel, I don't see how this could happen. I have some big challenges. My dreams seem impossible. You're looking at it with what you have right now. What you can't see is the fresh anointing that's coming. Fresh favor, fresh ideas, fresh opportunities. David couldn't have captured Jerusalem with just the first anointing or just the second anointing. It took this third anointing to reach the fullness of his destiny. Don't get discouraged because you're in that first anointing, so to speak, or that second anointing. Doesn't seem like it's ever going to work out. You're doing the right things, but you're still out in the shepherd's fields. King Saul's still chasing you around. The Jebusites are still on your property. The good news is there's a third anointing coming. There's favor, healing, promotion that's going to propel you into your destiny where you're going to see the fullness of what God has in store. Moses thought he was stuck. He'd been out in the desert hiding for 40 years. He knew he was called to deliver the Israelites, but he made a mistake and killed an Egyptian man that was mistreating a Hebrew slave. He had to flee for his life. And there was an anointing on him as a baby. King Herod issued a decree to kill all the Hebrew boys under the age of two, but Moses' mother hid him. There was a divine protection a supernatural favor that spared his life. But things didn't turn out the way Moses thought. He was in the desert, tired, discouraged, thinking he had missed his chance, if I'd only not blown it. But we may give up on ourselves, but God doesn't give up on us. 
His calling on our life is irrevocable. He doesn't change his mind. At 80 years old, God appeared to Moses in a burning bush. Said, Moses, take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. He hadn't heard God's voice in 40 years. Suddenly the creator of the universe, the most high God is talking to him. You may feel like you're in the desert. You haven't heard God's voice in a long time, felt his presence. God has not forgotten about you. What he has purposed is still going to happen. God told Moses to go tell the Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. Moses said, God, I can't speak to Pharaoh. I have a problem with my speech. I stutter. I don't speak well. Moses was looking at what he had, his limitations, his weaknesses, his stuttering. He didn't realize with every new assignment comes a fresh anointing. God will not ask you to do something and then not give you the power to do it. You may not have that ability right now, the strength, the courage, the talent, but when you need it, it will be there. When it's time, there will be fresh favor, fresh courage, fresh opportunities. But Moses came up with these excuses and told God about his stuttering. I love how God answered back. He said, Moses, who made your tongue? Who made your mouth? Who makes the blind to see? Who makes the dead to live? He was saying, Moses, do you know who I am? The God who spoke worlds into existence, the God who flung stars into space. Your tongue is not a problem for me. You're looking at the way it's been, but this is a new day. My power is going to come on you in a new way. My favor, my strength, my wisdom, so you can accomplish what I purpose for you. Moses went out and spoke to the Pharaoh saw God do all kinds of amazing things. Just like God promised, he delivered the Israelites. And as we go into this new year, God's gonna present you with opportunities that seem too big, dreams that are over your head, opposition that's too strong. You'll be tempted to shrink back like Moses, let doubt, fear, what you don't have, talk you out of it. God is saying to you what he said to him, who made your tongue? Who gave you your gifts? Who put the potential in you? Who's ordering your steps? Who's crowned you with favor? Who chose you before you were formed in your mother's womb? Who planned out all your days for good? It's the God who created the universe. Right now, he's breathing a fresh anointing on your life. You're gonna feel a supernatural strength to outlast what's trying to stop you. You're coming into a second wind more passion, more energy, greater resolve. What looks permanent, those pharaohs in your life, those stubborn things that won't let go, God's about to suddenly release you. You're on the verge of seeing that breakthrough you've been believing for. Like Moses, those things that are unfinished in your life, promises you think are too far gone. Surely it happened by now, Joel. God is still going to bring them to pass. He didn't create us to reach part of our destiny, to fulfill most of our purpose, where we're almost free, almost out of debt. I almost got married, Joel. I almost learned how to control my temper. I almost accomplished that goal. No, like with David, that third anointing is coming to see the fullness of what God has in store. He's going to complete those incompletions. Now, you have to receive this by faith. Every morning, Father, 
thank you for a fresh anointing. Lord, thank you for fresh vision. Father, I thank you for fresh growth. We're not supposed to live stagnant, to reach one level, get stuck there, to go through difficulties, come out bitter, lonely, discouraged. God said in Isaiah, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? He's implying if you don't perceive the new things he's doing, if you don't know he's a God of fresh anointings and fresh favor and fresh vision, you won't see the new levels, the beauty for ashes, the abundance that belongs to you. Well, Joel, this is encouraging, but I think I got skipped over. I hadn't had anything fresh in 72 years. Well, the good news is today is your day. You may have been stuck in the past, but you're about to become unstuck. God is breathing on your life in a new way. You're going to see favor that you've never seen. Sure, you've had some victories in the past. God's been good to you, but now maybe things have leveled off. Business is slow. It's easy to settle there and think, well, I've seen my best days. God never does his greatest work in your yesterdays. They're always in your tomorrows. Your greatest victories, your most rewarding moments, the biggest achievements in your life are not in your past. They are still in front of you. You're about to come into fresh momentum, a growing season where you're going to bloom, see new doors open, opportunities come to you. It's going to be uncommon. You can't explain it. It doesn't make sense. It's the hand of God breathing on your life in a new way. Now, my question today is, will you receive this fresh anointing? Will you get in agreement with God and let this seed take root? He's doing a new thing, but you have to perceive it. Don't go into a new year with an old mindset. As the calendar is changing, God is sending freshness, fresh favor, fresh attitudes, fresh vision. You're going to see things more clearly. You're going to have divine direction, a spirit of wisdom and discernment where you know the right choices for your future. Or perhaps you feel tired. You run down. You've been working hard, raising those children, dealing with adversity, still coming to church, still being good to others. God sees you being faithful, doing the right thing, going the extra mile. Right now, he's breathing fresh strength into you. You're going to feel this supernatural power, a resolve lifting you, energizing you, filling you with passion. I believe and declare a fresh anointing over you and your family. You will run and not be weary. Your youth is being renewed like the eagles. Like David, you're going to capture things that belong to you. Like Moses, you're going to see God finish what he started in your life. In Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen? Amen. I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. We'd love to send you some free information on your new walk with the Lord. You can text the number on the screen or go to the website. But I hope you'll get into a good Bible-based church and keep God first place. It's January. Time to renew my faith. It's January. It's time to start a new season. 
It's January. There is no better time than now to set the course of our year ahead. The beginning of the year is a great time to start afresh and anew, to let go of negative things of the past, and to get ready for the new things God has in store. Every January, we create a new devotional calendar that will help you throughout the year. When you start the day off in faith, grateful for what God's done, making positive declarations over your future, you're setting the tone for a blessed day and a victorious year. This devotional will help you get your mind going in the right direction so you can go out each day in faith, knowing that God is in control and that His plans for you are for good. I'd love to send you a copy. As our way of saying thank you for your gift of any amount this first month of the year, we would like to send you a copy of our brand new 2024 365-day devotional calendar. Do you want to set a faith course for your life in 2024? Do you want to see your life take off in new directions of influence, favor, and provision in the year ahead? Using this devotional calendar is as easy as one, two, three. One, wake up with an expectancy in your heart. Two, reflect on the daily scripture verse and devotional from Joel. Three, capture God's promises to you on journaling lines for writing and reflection. Be sure to request your copy of the 2024 devotional calendar available this month by simply visiting us at joelosteen.com or calling 888-567-JOEL. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC.